Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast, our first ever Flow Track Podcast on location. We are in Atlanta, Georgia site of the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials. For those of you watching this, you're getting a beautiful view of our hotel room. For those of you listening to it, you'll probably hear the dulcet tones of Lincoln, my co-host, drinking his coffee throughout. Sipping sipping the the, uh, hotel room coffee. How is it? Oh, it's fine. Made out of Keurig. It's very hot, so that's all you can hope for. (laughs) The temperature in our room basically bounces back and forth between way too hot and really chilly. An apt metaphor for Jordan to say and her candidacy to make the top three. I thought you were going to say an apt metaphor for outside because oh. it was really cold yesterday. The wind was blowing a lot this morning. Yeah. Weather weather could play a factor here. I, th- I mean, and the hills are, are as advertised. Absolutely. If it's windy, yeah, it's going to be, I would assume, a lot slower. Yeah. You're going to probably not have somebody break away like maybe they would have earlier. We'll see. Uh, absolutely, yeah. It, I, I wouldn't want to be out there running 26.2 miles, regardless of the conditions, but especially <laughs> especially here, I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be miserable out there if it stays like this with this, this wind. It's very, very cold for this time of year in Atlanta. Just a complete 180 from how it was in L.A. four years ago when the story was heat, heat, heat. Obviously, yeah. people trying to do everything they can to cool down. Galen Rupp famously showed up to that race with holes in his jerseys. Yes, I don't know if he knew time. they were holes, but it was convenient because <laughs> it helped air things out. There were sponges. People were biting towels, a la Jared Tarkanian. It yeah. allowed me to make some Jared Tarkanian references. That's a good one. How many people will get that reference? Not many, yeah. but those who do really earned it and yeah. deserved it, and I really felt like yeah. they were the true fans. Yeah. I wanted to run through some scenarios with you of things that could happen in the race, and I want you to give me a likelihood, a percent chance yeah, yeah. that they happen. Because we haven't gone to the press conference yet. That's today in the afternoon, Thursday afternoon. So tomorrow we'll have more tidbits for that. We're also going to talk a little bit about our pursuit to find the Alpha Fly <laughs> room. Those loyal watchers of This Week in Marathon got a glimpse of that. But we want to rehash that story because it really <laughs> really was a journalistic achievement for both of us. Yeah. A high point uh, in both of our careers. It doesn't have to be a positive achievement, but it was an achievement. You're right. It was a literal achievement. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that at the end, but I want to 
pose some scenarios to you, okay. Lincoln. Uh, one that I thought of last night, right before I went to bed, mm -hmm. or in the midst of writing my preview. And I thought, hey, of all the top women's contenders, of which you could say, you could cut, you can cut it off at five or four or eight, something like that. Okay. But of that group, uh, there are two people who are positioned to really assert their will on the race, who are also teammates. And I'm talking about Emily Sisson and Molly Huddle. Right. Don't know how much they train together. They do some training together. Mm -hmm. They have the same coach. What's the percent likelihood that they say to themselves, hey, we should really dictate the terms of this race. Sisson's run 223. Huddle is not afraid to take a lead and chart out her own race path. Yeah. What are the chances that they actually do that and try to get this thing down to a lead group of a five by halfway just mm -hmm. by virtue of making it honest from the gun. Yeah, I think the conditions will probably dictate that because even if they were able to work together, a right. path that's a race plan that's aggressive that gets them out in front still leaves them with just each other. And if it's windy, um, maybe they wouldn't be afraid to do it if it's just cold, but the wind obviously will be a huge factor. Percent-wise chance? I, I guess I'm a little hesitant to say put it at a high number because like yes they're training partners but like last year when they were training for london they didn't even train together yeah but they can still come up with a plan they for could, this race they even could, if they've been training and they, they could, could say course. hey we're going to click off this type of pace sure. or this type of effort or maybe they're but it's signaling to each other but i mean how running. fast would they have to go though to drop the you know to leave the field and and to kind of to, I'm not to saying make everybody. it aggressive. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying they to, take to, it to whittle it down to like five. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll give that a, a twenty five percent chance. Twenty five percent chance. I just don't see that. That to me doesn't. Yes, Huddle has you know shown that she's not afraid to to get after it. But Sisson's inexperience. I know she ran well in London, but Sisson's inexperience and her youth and you know she still got track speed. Like why is that? Well, there's make, no, there's no thing to, 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 there's nothing saying that she shouldn't just sit and wait to the second half. Basically. I guess my thing is you're just saying, hey, we're confident in our training. Sure. We're good. Sure. We're good, and we're gonna make this a real, full race. The thing about the trials, though, is you just like, it's not a course that you, you know, even when they haven't been in cities with major marathons, it's a different course, and this right. is totally unique, and it's quite hilly i just don't see that because they're not familiar with the course i think it's going to be a massive yeah i think it's going to be a massive pack of women through 13 miles and obviously it'll i think it'll just naturally run its course and i don't think we're going to see anybody making moves through the first two loops so through 16 miles really yeah okay okay so that's my take right. my next question yeah what are the odds jordan has say Blows everybody out. Wins by over a minute. Oh, five percent. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I mean, speaking of someone who's doesn't want to risk it. I mean, her last marathon went terribly. She ran two miles or whatever it was. She dropped out of Houston. Maybe that was precautionary. Mm -hmm. But with the health issues, we don't know if she's fully healthy. I mean, you just assume because she's here. If I told you she was fully healthy. I still don't think she wins by over a minute. She's not a Galen Rupp over the men's field in 2016 level of order of magnitude above this field. You yes, she's run 220. Yeah. Um, but but you know, on a fast day in, 
in Chicago. We, <laughs> Chicago is a course that now has a 2.14 course record, and mm -hmm. we saw all those 2.10s by the, the men there. It's a very, very fast course. And, I, you know, I, I, I think Dez has an advantage on, on her over this course, and I would pick her over that, not, not even just the injury concerns by itself, just the hilly nature of it overall. And, and, and I, yeah, I, I put it at 5% that she could blow out this field. Really? Because you look at it, and I know it's a big if to put aside all the injuries. Yeah. But she has a very unique resume here in the marathons that she's finished. Top three, top three, top three. Right. She's run 220. She's the same age as Sisson, but she has obviously more experience yes. than Sisson. Theoretically, this is prime Hesse, mm -hmm. right? This is her in in that sweet spot of mix between youth but also experience in the distance. Okay. Now, granted, youth really only means something when you're staying healthy because that's the whole point of, yeah, of youth. Yeah, right. And, and that's been a struggle for her. And speed, I guess. But I'm just, oh, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Those two things. I was just thinking when I was, again, doing my doing my preview and just combing through all my notes and reams of research. That, just calling your sources. Yeah, I just, it was very, very late night for me calling my sources. <laughs> I just thought, you know, there is a shot that she's, like, fully healthy. and of she's And she's really good when she's healthy. Oh, I, so, I mean, that's, I, I would put that at. I'm squarely at 50% that she's fully healthy and maybe even as, you know, as fit as she's ever been. Because the injury from Chicago was kind of just a, I mean, it wasn't like it was a, it was a massive, to my knowledge, a massive thing. It was just, she was in pain at those miles mm -hmm. and seemingly she was good to go before Chicago. And then, you know, she could be totally healthy. She may say racing's kind of my problem. If I, if I just stay training, then I don't know what that was, um, th then, then I'll be totally fit. So yes, there's a chance she's fitter than ever. I, I, I doubt that. I'll, well, I don't doubt. I'll put it at fifty percent that she's like at her best, best fitness ever. Yeah. But five percent that she blows out the field. I just don't see that. Okay. No. Well, that was my next question: is a chance that she's fully healthy. So you answered okay. that one. Yeah, so yeah. question number four. Let's go on to question number four. <laughs> We're on the women's side of things too. We'll get to the men here. Yeah. In a bit. Percent chance that there's a non-alpha fly, non-vapor fly, non-next percent, non-Nike shoe in general mm -hmm. women's top three. Okay, so you would be looking at Huddle, some combination, Huddle, Sisson, Linden, Huddle, Taylor, Hall, Huddle, Br you know, you can look at that, Bates. Basically, you're saying... I realized yesterday that I'm overlooking Emma Bates, so I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that, but not yeah. nervous in the sense, just in the sense that, oh man, I, I haven't given her a proper deal. Aside from the Basically, point, you're but, saying Jose and Sally Capiego won't make the team. Yeah. Um, not what, a lot of Nike athletes. What percentage of, is that? I mean, so I put Hase's being fully healthy at 50%. feels like I should have a number around there. Can I go 60% there? I mean, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So you're not going to. Yeah. You're co-owner of this podcast. Yeah, I'll go 60%. But, of course, my my hesitant nature there is every, I mean, all the articles, you know, are like, oh, the alpha flies are going to destroy this race. And, you know, we all know the vapor fly controversy and the alpha fly is supposedly 8%. I mean, I, I figure Jordan Hesse breaks the world record by just like a couple minutes, like just a conservative effort. Um, They're going to catch the men's race. Yeah. Um, yeah. I put 60%. I mean, look at the talents there. Who I could easily envision huddle Sisson and Linden as a team. You know. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. And do you yeah. really do you really think someone whose PB is 230 
or 229. Well, what is it? What's the alpha flight conversion there, Kevin? It's gonna, well, I'm just using your head here. Uh, okay, la I have one more on the women's side. 60%, I'll say. 60%. Okay, yeah. finally, 60%. What, uh, what are the chances someone qualifies in the women's race not named, well, not in the big four? Okay. Or Sarah Hall? Mm hmm. What do you got? That group, that group of five. Yeah, I mean, I kind of look at Emma Bates, who ran 225. Is she in the this big group, or no? No, no, you said big five only. Five, yeah. Okay. Um, so outside of that, it would be, we'd be talking about Kellen Taylor, Kip Yago, Bates. Bruce. Uh, Bruce. Tuli Muck, Thweet. 15%? 15%, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think this course is gonna, it's just adding so many variables, mm -hmm. and I think those women are good enough to wear a really good day and just a, a few issues with some of the, the, those top people that, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to give it that much that okay. I think, I, th I think, I think Bates, like I said, is underrated. She ran 225 in Chicago, beat Bruce, was fourth overall in that race. Obviously that race was totally thrown out of whack because a woman ran 214, but, mm -hmm. but I think she's better than maybe some people think. And I have no idea if this course will be good for her, for her or not. I don't think anyone's necessarily run a marathon on this, yeah. on this type of course. Um, it seems more challenging than even like what New York or, or you know, Boston would be. So mm -hmm. it's tough to extrapolate results from those majors, yeah. uh, prominent marathons to this. But, but yeah, I'll say 15%. I still have faith in that big, that, that group that we've all been talking about though. Yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised outside of the, I think it's going to come from those four. But yeah. Mm. I mean, I'll stick with my pick. Yeah, which is? Sisson, Linden, Huddle. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, if, if I knew Jose was healthy, I would obviously put her in there. We just don't know. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, then there's Hall, and then, and then the rest of the group they're talking about. Yeah. Let's go I, I have faith in that group too. Yeah. Let's go five on the men's side now. Okay. Five questions on the men's side of things. Question one: Percent chance that Jared Ward upsets Galen Rupp? Thirty percent. Um, I'm confident in him. He was running very, very well. His coach said in a Let's Run article that he was having what, stomach problems in Boston, and he still ran 209 last April. Then he ran 210.45 in New York. A very sneaky good time, as I noted in my preview. I mean, you know, read it. Don't read it at your own peril there. Um, I, that was the fastest time in New York by an American since yeah. 2011. Now, of course, 2012 didn't happen, and you know other circumstances dictate what that will be. We, I mean, times in the marathon aren't always, especially in New York, because the first half could be slow and you never know. But still, I think Ward's really fit. He ran well in Houston, mm -hmm. um, obviously with the question marks around Rupp. I know he ran well at that half marathon, but... Which half marathon? Sprouts Mesa half. Okay. Uh, yeah, classic. Uh, so 30%, a, 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 a puncher's chance for sure. I mean, chance. yeah, uh, but that, that to me comes with the, you know, it's almost mirrors, do I think Rupp makes it through the marathon? You know, what's the chance Rupp DNFs? Maybe not 30%, but, yeah. but it's higher than it, much higher than it is for Ward. I would be, I would be stunned if he DNFs. Mm. DNFs, I'd be absolutely stunned. Why is that? Gambling up DNFs. Uh, just with an Olympic team on the line. Yeah, yeah, I just when is he not? I mean, yeah, he's yeah. had to scratch races, but that injury was like a one-time thing. And it maybe, yeah, we don't know. Maybe he could have finished if you know an Olympic team was on the line. I mean, I don't know. Right, and the pressure. 
the physical toll in this race is different from the physical toll in that race. Sure. Now, you still have to cover 26 miles and you still have to go fast, but I think he's really smart with mm -hmm. his, his approach to things. Mm -hmm. I, I would be stunned if he doesn't finish. Okay. I think if he didn't run that tune-up at the Sprouts Mesa Half Marathon, <laughs> then then I would be a little more concerned like of course. for Hase. But, yeah. I mean, if he's like, two, what did he run in that? The Sprouts? Yeah. 61.19. Yeah. I mean... That's, that's like a full effort for most, most of these people, people you're right? He's and really he just good. went and did it in a marathon that he is really good. Was there any competition there at all? I mean, uh, Lano ran with him. I think Chalanga ran with him for a minute, but no, not really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we're just underrating yeah. that, that element of it. I know it's a tune-up race, and I'm a big proponent for not really putting too much into tune-up races. But yeah. when a person's coming back from Haglund's deformity mm. and Achilles' surgery... You have to have some sign that they're back to life, and the fact that he just hops in there and runs 61, it's just, I think that's good. Yeah, totally flat course in Arizona, totally different than what he's going to see yeah. here. But is anyone going to be super surprised if he dominates like he did four years ago? Probably not. Brings me to my next question. Okay. Percent chance that the top three, all three, the spots will be decided by mile 25. In essence, there'll be no drama over the last mile. Oh, on the men's race? Um, yeah, yeah obviously, when in, the, in the men, we talk about a big four with... Uh, Rupp, Ward, Career, and Fobble. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, you if you're into an exciting race, most people are, uh, unless you're a specific fan of one of those and you don't want it, you want to remove any drama, you want it to come down to those final miles. Um, I, the marathon tends to not work out like that, though. Um, so I, I'm going to go 80% that it's settled by mile 25, and oh. maybe even before that. Start yeah. writing your piece early. Yeah, writing the men's preview. It's already done. No, 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 recap. Yeah, no, 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 I know. Recap's already done. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Even yeah. photos, which is weird, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm just kidding. Stand uh, there. Yeah. Uh, 80%, I think. I think you look at one of the big four, we'll have a bad race, and then I don't think anyone else is good enough to make the team, even on a great day. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Percent, we talked about Ward, chance of being Rupp. Leonard Career, though. Mm -hmm. 207. Yes, completely different race. What are the chances he... Gets top two. I put it at fifty percent. I'm not as optimistic. I know you put you put Ward or Fobble in that Amsterdam race. They run that fast, I think. And Career is okay. very good, and he's still good on the track. Um, you know, he's run twenty seven twenty, which Ward and Fobble could never, you know, probably sniff at. Obviously not anymore, but even you know, even in their track days, um, I I just think. 207 is the fastest debut ever by an American, but also most Americans don't debut at the Amsterdam Marathon. Marathon. Right, right, right. Um, so that's a tremendous factor. Uh, I, I, because of that, I, I've had to catch myself saying, okay, can't automatically put him. I put him past Fobble yeah. in my preview just in the sense that I thought, well, Fobble, he ran that 209 in Boston, but other than that, he's only run 212. Mm -hmm. And I, I like, I, is he as good as... As every you know, we all think he is based on that Boston race. I think the answer is yes, but Career's got that extra speed, so I did nudge him ahead. But I, my thing I keep coming back to is if you put those guys in the Amsterdam race, I think he, I, I think they run that faster, faster. Mm. Um, so top two, twenty five percent. I don't think he's breaking up Ward and Rub. Chances that somebody outside the big four qualifies. It's 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 dire to, for me. Um, I. 10%. I don't see who it could be. Um, Chicago showed that, you know, with so-called magic shoes and good weather and good pacing that some 
some uh, bit players can run a fast marathon. Jake Riley, Jarrell Mock, Parker Simpson is not racing, Andrew Mumbelow, some more guys in there. Mm -hmm. um, and then Matt Lano ran a different race. He ran in, in Berlin and ran 211. Um, but these guys are not the top four, uh, even with, with alpha flies, <laughs> you know, which only career and rough will have if they wear them at all. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't see that. I mean, of course, you know, we'll we'll have the usual from four years ago through the half marathon. Tyler Purnell, can he hang on? And yeah. then we realize, oh, there's that's right. There's 13 miles left in this They're race. Still going, yeah. Um, mm, yeah, 10 percent. What shoes did Rupp wear at the Sprouts Mesa half marathon? Next, the the Vaporfly next percent. So I'm I'm assuming he's sticking with those. With an Achilles injury, I don't think yeah. he's gonna be like, you know what? Let's amp up that stack height. Yeah, I mean, the people that we know, I think. You know, Hase's been running in them, so she'll be in them. Yeah. Uh, Lagat's been running in them, so I assume he will be in them. I mean, I would think Nike wants most of their athletes in it, but Rupp, yeah, I think he could easily say to the Nike reps people, uh, I'm going to go with what I'm comfortable with. Going here. up and down all those hills, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 It's tough. That's yeah. tough. Uh, okay, last one. This is only the 10th question overall. The yeah. Fifth on the men's side of things. How am I doing? You've gotten seven right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've gotten someone's wrong, which I'll go over at the I've end. I've already passed, so this is this is just extra. Okay, percent chance that Jim Walmsley is in the mix still at the halfway point. Oh, at the half? Uh, okay, so he's around 64. But, man, if you convert his 100-mile times, no. Um, <laughs> at the half, I mean, the half could literally be 67 minutes. But still, a 67-minute on this course yeah. is, is could be well under a 64-minute effort. Um, I think he's better than 64 minutes. This is my I'm kind of trying to rack numbers through my brain. At half, I less than five percent. Really? He's there at half. No, he's not. He's not a marathon with the leaders. Yeah, no, okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, there were some. There were significant fractures at halfway in in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. You know, different course though, right? Yeah, yeah different course. Why they're different? Too. But, I guess that was. You, people didn't want to run really but, hard from the gun either in LA, or in LA either, right? Yeah, because it was hot. Yeah. Um, but okay. but but you said five percent. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be there. Okay. I really, I truthfully don't. I don't. I don't understand all the, any. I mean, a lot of it's driven by Let's Run and their sponsorship deal with Hoka. Uh, shout out. Uh, but <laughs> I don't understand the buzz around him. I truthfully don't. And like we said on well, earlier podcast, around, the buzz around him is just kind of cool because he's stepping down in distance from a marathon. Yeah, no, I, I get the buzz, but that. It, 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 it needs to be a feel-good story. It's not. Doesn't need to be a question of can he make the team. He cannot. He yeah. absolutely cannot make the team. Why? Why is that so hard for people to understand? I well, it's just because <laughs> it's Jeremy Warner running an 800, right? It's yeah. that. It's that level yeah, of how'd like, that work out. Not well, as I'm saying, and there's no there's no miracles in the marathon. Yeah. I think that's what people need to understand. Like, unless it's Meb, Meb can pull off miracles. Yeah. Everybody else, reality sets in at at some point, right? Yeah. And you go back, you look at like Lyndon's win in Boston. Was it an upset? Yeah, but in a way, she was perfect for that day in yeah. that race, and it made and it she made also sense. Finished second in Boston before. Right. And I she mean, yes, like, she had also pushed the rock up the hill a yeah, number of times. Yeah. Flanagan in New York, like that was her her perfect moment. Mm -hmm. A lot of things pointing to it. You can like upset one person or two people. Yeah, you can't go up all these tiers. The thing with Walmsley, we just don't know what the tiers are because yeah, he's run the sixty four in his tune up race. He beat some people who have yeah, some beat Jake Riley decent PRs. But again, that's a tune up race. You don't really know what to make of that. I just go back to like when push comes to shove, it's it's only top three, and you got to be. Like, you have to be really, really good 
in mm. that and really really specifically good in that you know in that distance it's just right. like they're like in the women's side there's a difference between a 223 runner and a 228 runner and, yeah. it, and it will be it will be seen yes out there um and it's tough to jump all those 226 225 224 yeah. runners to get there again on a good day you can get past a couple of them but yeah, right 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 getting past all of them is just is is insanely difficult um yeah and there's just like a talent gap and a specificity gap at that at that distance i'm interested people think because he's good at ultras the, and the course is hilly that that's somehow like going right into his hands i mean i just <coughs> it doesn't I, work like that i don't yeah i, just, I don't yeah. think it's that simple of just like yeah. this person runs really long and this course is hard ergo it's going to be i feel like that's like kind of saying like a good three-point shooter is a good half court shooter like it's not always the same you well, know when people always talk about oh they're good in cross so they'll translate well to the roads yeah, it's like well that's not necessarily true at all I mean, because it looks good when you write it down and it makes sense in your head. But I've it probably written long. it a couple of times. Yeah, this is yeah. a self-loathing podcast yeah. <laughs> at this point. I'm just, but it doesn't always work out like that. And uh, props, obviously, to, for him putting himself out there. And I know he did beat oh, some guys cool. yeah. in that, whatever that half marathon was several weeks ago, where the course ended up being short, wherever that was. It was in Arizona Tucson, somewhere. Tucson, I don't know. Um, Tempe, I believe. It was okay. not in. It was not in Mesa because it was not the Sprouts it was Mesa. Not the Sprouts Mesa half because um, nothing else is. But uh, I just I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna be a factor at all. I think an interesting person to watch is Luke Buscadra, mm. and I'm not I'm not picking him to, to make the team. But mm-hmm. I mean fourth in 2016, yeah. right? Then yeah. retires from the sport. All the things you read about him, and Chris Chavez wrote a, a preview or a profile on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just he's just been hard charging. For forever, right? He's been a guy who's been on the map since high school. Oh yeah, since I remember going back to like 07. Yeah. I think I think you know the time away and resetting and getting like the priorities in order. I mean, he'll yeah. be able to run liberated. Yeah. Um, again, it's hard. <laughs> it's still going to be hard to 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 get into that top four. But I could see him sticking around for a long time because it's yeah. like, well, what do I have to lose? I've already done this. Do we know if tune-up tune race? Did he do any? Uh, any? It's tough. It's a tough question to answer. Yeah, who can say? Who's in charge of the men's preview? Yeah, uh, yeah I didn't even include him. I, I, th- I would worry. I, I One, I don't think he's as fit as he was four years ago. Two, I mean, that's obviously that's an easy thing to say. Two, windy, six foot five. Uh, not necessarily the best combination. It's overrated. Unless you're on the playground. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. He's going to duck in. Yeah. <laughs> Literally duck, duck in. He's just he's just a fun one, I think, to watch. There's a lot of stories on the men's side of people you're just like, oh, I wonder how that, they'll do. Like yeah, yeah, Bar- yeah. Bernard the Got. Like, yeah, like, first oh. person to get a discount coffee at, at McDonald's yeah. while also trying to make the team. That's pretty. Abdi Abdurrahman going Same. for a, his millionth team. Yeah. Uh, someone like Chris Derrick. Yeah. Huge potential, right? You would think. Um, Andrew Bumbleo, you know, th- those former track guys who are moving, moving mm-hmm. up. Someone like uh, like Reed Fisher, who's still like I would consider him still a track guy, right? I mean, there's just there's there's half a, marathon guy. Yeah, he's run a good half. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, he's run he's run some decent ten thousands. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, there's like cool people that are not in that big four. Sure, sure. Um, I think on the the women's race is a little different because the possible qualifier list is is a lot bigger. Small, yeah. Um. So the the wheat is gonna be separated from the chaff like pretty quickly. But I could see one of those people. Yeah, playing the role of Tyler Pinnell of like, mm-hmm. oh, they're hanging in late or yeah. they get fifth or you know. They e- get fifth Tyler or Pinnell even. Tyler Pinnell <laughs> is Tyler Pinnell the Tyler Pinnell of twenty twenty. I, I think so. That that might be the angle I go with today. Um, yeah. Is he the press conference? Uh, no. Okay. No. So no. Just ask other people yeah, about yeah, the yeah, impact yeah, he had. Yeah. I think that's a good touch. Um, 
uh, yeah, you could go forever, I feel like, in the men's race because the, it behind the top four, the quality's not very good. So you could go like, well, that guy ran 61.50 at Houston yeah. and he's got more strength than that. I mean, yeah. you eventually have to cut it off, right? Oh, yeah, you got to, <laughs> yeah. And it's obviously you're going to always exclude somebody who has a big breakout day and finishes yeah. like seventh and you're like, oh, why didn't you include that person? Yeah. B-Watt, though, is inter- like, I don't know what he's done like in terms of where he's at in his training or anything like that, but... I mean, a guy who's finished multiple times in the top five at majors yeah. is and hilly majors, difficult majors. I think is someone who could who could be there. Is, it, is Stanley Cabeni in this race? Well, we got that email last night, didn't we? From the yeah, uh, maybe he's not. We missed it. I don't. I thought his name was entered at some. I mean, there's just like some guys in there. You're like, oh man. Yeah. You know? There were a lot. So let me heed cautionary. There were a lot of, and I don't remember specifically but there were a lot of like ooh, exciting people in 2016 and a yeah. lot of them dropped out yeah <laughs> and the, the weather was terrible but yeah. here the course is hard so yeah, there might yeah, yeah. be some people of, yeah. yeah yeah and maybe a lot of those people were like just debutantes who were just like they, they got the time via half marathon yeah and they yeah. got in because they were allowed to do that right. last time um i do want to mention this though let's just take a moment to to appreciate how far american marathoning has come david monty of Ray results weekly uh, posted like a throwback article yesterday from 2000 when the U.S. they sent one woman yeah to the trial. I mean they had separate men's and women's trials, so it was just on the women's side of things. Mm-hmm. Dr. Christine Clark, who ran in the 230s, didn't get the A standard, so she was the only one who got to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine how big of a bummer <laughs> that would be to talk about right now. Yeah. Like, oh, they got to run this time. <laughs> if they don't. I mean, the, thankfully yeah, this nice. is and a lot of that went away because of the whole yeah the IAA gold or label world athletics or race thing. Yeah. But even still. U.S. marathoning right now is so much better. Uh, it is than on both men's and women's than it was um, at the beginning of the decade. I mean, imagine if Dr. Christian Clark, Chris, Christina Clark, had the the alpha flies. I mean, totally different. Yeah, she, she did a lot of training on a treadmill. Well, so you had like you had Joni, uh, Joan Bonnet Samuelson, obviously winning gold in '84. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the, the the Bill Rogers era and all that other stuff. But yeah. like the '90s was. Not great no. into, the, into the 2000s. Americans were watching Friends and not training for the marathon. Yeah, apparently. underrated comedy. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of people talk about Friends. <laughs> but then you get to then you get to Dina, then you get to yeah. Meb. Yeah, uh, obviously Cole Canucci was in there when he switched citizenship. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like it's just been this. I might end up writing about this, so I don't want to give too much. Yeah. This like it's just been a steady climb since then. Yeah. 08, 12, 16. Certainly on the women's side of things, right? Like, mm-hmm. Do you think this field is better than the than the sixteen field for the women? Yes. Yeah. Just because it's deeper. Because I mean, we yeah, don't we don't deeper. have Flanagan. We don't have Craig, Craig Goucher, and Goucher. So yeah. we're missing three of the top four. Yeah. But you still think it's better? Yes. Yes. Just because of the overall huddles depth. there, Sissons there, Hase's there. I mean, who? You got people like Bates and Taylor and Tulia Mock. Yeah, it could be Bruce recency and... bias, of course, but um... I think you might be right though. It's just you look at what Flanagan went, you know, goes, you know, gets New York, and Craig gets the the bronze medal at the uh, London World Champs. London World Champs. There we go. Yeah. Like that's an accomplished group. But I guess Lyndon's coming in with a major title. Yeah. Hase's coming in with a two twenty. And three third places. Yeah. Sisson's coming in with a 223 and a debut. Right. Uh, Huddle's coming in with all the track credentials and some and some good marathon. I mean, she was third in, third in New York. We forget yeah, about that. Yeah. It was oh, in yeah, 2016. Yeah. And then, yeah, you just have this 
this stacked group. Like if this was the year 2000, like Sarah Hall would be like, all right, she's going to qualify. And then are there going to be other people to qualify? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, you're right. I mean, it's a good topic to think about and consider kind of how it's happened and the origins of it and, and where we're at. And the biggest thing is to kind of appreciate if you're an American marathoning fan, how I know it's been 20 years, but relatively quickly it's kind of turned and it feels like, you know, that's credit to Dina Castor and, and, and that's credit to Meb Kaplesky even on the, the, you know, going to the women's side. Um, yeah. Well, and then, you th- and then that gets and then propelled by Flanagan and, and exactly. Gasser. And yes, yes, yes. It's like somebody started the wheels and she's, you know, spun them faster and faster and faster and all it took was a little push. Um Mm. fascinating how how it's how it's developed and yeah we're definitely spoiled to now where it's at because it's you know you, it's not you figure, kenya it's not kenya we get all wrapped up in like oh no man has run under barely mm, anybody running under 210 but, but it's, it's the a, olympic marathon is a totally different game and i think we can reasonably say that on both men's and women's side we'll have metal content um, um, you know yeah a, a, a reasonable shot for a medalist on both sides when all is said and well done. i think I, I wrote this in the preview Whoever qualifies for the women has a chance at a medal. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, yeah, By yeah. virtue of getting top three in this race, yeah. you have an outside shot yeah. at a medal, even despite the strength of Kenya and Ethiopia's yeah, and, teams. And if it has to be reallocated, you know, it has to be reallocated. That's fine. Yeah. You finish seventh, and then <laughs> ten years later, all of a sudden, you get that bronze. You show up at a stadium in Doha, grab yeah. a medal. I think what's cool about, at least, I mean, especially the women's side, men too, but it's, uh, especially the women's side, it's good, but it's also unpredictable. It's not like okay, well, that one person is great, and then it just falls off from there. Like, mm-hmm. and, it's, and there's parity, but it's not parity because nobody's good. It's parity because there's a lot of people yeah. around the same time, yeah. and that time season. Like, if I told you, fast forward in Tokyo, that Jordan Say gets a bronze, are you surprised? Uh, if she makes it, well, obviously well, she'd have to make the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, it only takes me, it only takes one example for me to be well, back right, on the bandwagon. Yeah, Sisson, Huddle, like, no, these people no, meddling, no, no. you wouldn't be surprised. because no, they finished, they finished top three in a major, yeah. and a major's going to be deeper than in the Olympics. Right. Yeah, so, no. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of Alpha Flies, just kidding. No, oh, no okay. one's talking about Alpha <laughs> Flies. Okay. Uh, I wanted to wrap up, though, talking about our saga mm-hmm. yesterday to try to find them. Uh, sure. As you reported first on your Twitter account, <laughs> yeah, no. you were reporting it. I was able yeah. to confirm. Uh-huh. By be- being right next to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a tweet that went out from a Nike PR person, employee, social media person of some social Social impact strategist. There you go. Yeah. S-I-S. S-I-S. I don't know if that's what they call them. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Gave away the room and the, had a screenshot there. Yeah. Uh, the intrepid Chris Chavez dug it out of the Twitter trash bin because yeah. it was deleted. Yeah. Just rummaging through some like I, banana peels yeah. and just shredded files or something. And then yeah. he found it in the Twitter yeah. trash yeah. bin. There's, and trust me, there's yeah. a lot of trash in the Twitter yeah. trash bin. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen some of the tweets recently. Some were not very good. And uh, yeah, so then so we had the, the room number yeah. where it was. Uh, we went to investigate. Yeah. We were not really prepared for it to be that easy. No, I, I could have walked right in. Yeah. I mean, I would have been yelled at, but I could have walked right in. Yeah, there was a Nike banner banner out yeah. front, and then there was one woman uh, security person guarding the door, to which most journalists would have figured out a way around that. Yeah. Most real journalists. <laughs> she just, she didn't take us seriously at all. She had her AirPods in. Yeah. It wasn't Never clear if she was talking to, yeah, it wasn't clear if she was talking to us, to them. Or to somebody yeah, in the AirPods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we saw the boxes, at least. Yeah, I took a photo, and then she got she yelled at me for taking a photo. Um, 
basically the, the, the thing is the tweet said, you know, hey, are you running in the trials? Uh, do you want to try the Alpha Fly? Swing by room A313 and give it a shot. Apparently Nike or somebody didn't want that going out. I have to assume yeah, it was yeah. Nike, but we checked it out. The, the shoes appear to be there. I, I didn't see the shoes themselves. We but saw the boxes, so we cannot confirm we that there were shoes confirm. inside. That would be in, 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 a, in a court of law. That would be easily shot down. You said yeah. you can't. There's you didn't see shoes. You saw boxes. Yeah, I don't know if you've uh, got to that episode of Narcos Mexico yeah. this season yet. Have you got to that episode where? They think it's one thing and it's something else. Mm, I mean, I don't think I have. Okay, no spoilers, and I won't yeah, go any yeah. further. Keep going with your point, though. Yeah, uh, but we think we've seen them, and and basically the the big thing is, and I think Chavez did get it confirmed by a Nike spokesperson, that the the vapor flies are going to be available for whoever wants to alpha wear flies. them. The alpha flies, excuse me, are going to be available for whoever wants to wear them. All you got to do is, and the room may be open right now. We, we'll ha definitely have to go back today. Yeah. Um, see if we can mosey in, or if they put our Wanted <laughs> faces, and it's gonna be me. We're gonna find some people mm -hmm. there. We'll yeah. just have our names out. Yeah, I ran two sixteen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, there were a lot of shoes in there, so there's a oh, lot enough hundreds of pairs of shoes. Yeah, there's enough for everybody. I mean, this has been a rumor for months. Yeah. So I mean, I even heard it a couple months back, and if I had heard it, then that means most people mm -hmm. uh, who are more plugged in on this type of stuff knew about de it. Definitely yeah. knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, if you haven't been training with it. I heard about some athletes who were sent them and they were not sponsored. They were sent them and were training in them so mm -hmm. they could wear them. I just, I don't see how someone's going to show up to the Olympic marathon just trials and be like, yeah, trap them up. Give it a, like that's the first thing. I think he's taking a huge risk, right? I mean, isn't, is this a risk for them? I mean, Oh, because you run it and then, and then like, like we have a Kipchoge in, in Berlin situation circa 2015. Well, what if you have a situation where you, I mean, you, you don't know who you're giving them out to. I mean, you do, you're giving them out to these trials people, but you don't know that person's like, not just there to game, sabotage right? the... Well, what if they run in them? They say they get a million blisters, yeah. go right to the mix zone afterwards, and give yeah. a huge interview about how yeah. terrible these shoes are. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess you're confident that they're not going to do that, or the positive that way, the negatives, but... Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the reason why you sponsor an athlete, yeah, it's right? They don't do <laughs> that. they don't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. That, that definitely could be some uh, some unintended consequences there, but I'm guessing they're just... They want the visual of all these things flying through the streets of Atlanta. Yeah. This is a wild story. It feels like I, I know the race is m more important, but this is creeping up there in the it's sense weird. of you, yeah. you want to learn, and hopefully we can get to the bottom of this. I trust my ability. I don't know about you, but you know, just figure out not meant for this how life. this came, how this came together. What the, I mean, how because the Vaporflies have been successful. It's already a successful product. Now we got this new product. You wonder why they're going to a strategy where they're doling them out to everyone. I mean, obviously the headlines. It's a marketing campaign. Yeah, the market, the, the 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 headlines, and everyone thinks, oh, these shoes are, at worst, cheater shoes. At at, at best, they just give you a huge advantage. And so Nike wants to show that via the results, and but that's what they're hoping. Happen. But but right, it, but it feels risky. Okay, and to the layman, let's 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 do the women's scenario. Okay. Here's a here's a completely plausible women's scenario. Mm -hmm. Emily Sisson wins wearing New Balance. New Balance. Uh, Molly Huddle gets second wearing Saucony. Mm -hmm. Des Linden gets third wearing Brooks. Mm -hmm. Let's say Jordan Hesse has an injury and drops out or finishes mm -hmm. farther back. Sarah Hall finishes fourth in Asics. Kellen Taylor and Steph Bruce finish fifth and sixth wearing Hoka's. Mm -hmm. Coming in uh, seventh place is Emma Bates wearing Asics. Yep. And then in ninth, we have uh, Alphine Tulliamuk in Hoka's. Then between 10 and 20, you should have a parade of Alpha Flies. Is that a good outcome for them? I mean, maybe. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is it like, yeah. we'll 
we'll get beat by six other shoe companies. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I wonder how much they've, they're, they're savvy. Well, they the men's race is out. where it feels like it could really jump. Because if you, if you somehow get three Nike athletes on the men's side, I think. Well, unless, Atlanta, unless Jared Ward I mean, falls down, that ain't happening. John, Jonathan Galt might tear this whole mother <laughs> down if that happens. So watch out for that. <gasps> yeah. I, I just. I think you have the insurance policy of, of Jared Ward, and you have the insurance yeah. policy of, of Scott Fauble. Yeah, you might get two. I I would be shocked if Rupp's wearing them too. Mm. So, I mean, I guess that that doesn't ultimately matter because he's wearing Nike shoes. But I mean, I wonder how much they've gamed out. I got to talk to these folks at SIS Social Impact Strategy. Mm-hmm. How much have they gamed out all these possibilities? Right. And just said, no, we're just gonna flood the zone. Yeah. And yeah, everything good will happen. I mean, Kipchoge did run one fifty nine forty in these shoes, so you would think. Well, he's Kipchoge. That's right. Oh yeah. Does, is he yeah. on the start list? Didn't think so. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. It's a weird. It's certainly a weird subplot. But like, what? I mean, what if people wear them and they don't like them, and then they talk about how much they don't like them? Or what if, again? Yeah. The general public. Then they're it, gonna it, lean on Kipchoge. He's being like, well. Well, look. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. user error, man. Yeah. What if? What if, I mean, the general public, right? It's like they're not going to be like, oh, that person was predicted to get 37th, but with the Alpha Flies got 19th. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like you and I will like look at that, yeah. and us, the rest of our running nerd friends no, will look but at it's that. Not have the massive. Right. Not, you're not making the New York Times with that, probably. Right. Yeah. But and and I just I just laid out a scenario where the top 10 could be non. Now that's it. That's a long shot for to be like that. But sure. Once you get past Hase and Kip Yego. I mean, I, I know maybe like Roberta Groner. There's a very good chance Kipiego does not finish top ten. So, yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. And and if Say drops out, that's a, almost feels like a high possibility. Yeah. And that's not that's not to say that that disproves that the shoes are. Yeah, of course. Effective. Obviously, that's that's been proven to be true, but it it also shows how important it is to be yeah. outfitting a elite like I'm the just, best athlete. Yeah. And I'm just. Could it? I mean, whew, I just on the opposite side of that coin. If somehow three women wearing Nike shoes make the Olympic team, pitchforks coming for. Wait, what are the odds here? Let's do one more. Oh, odds one more. that three women wearing Nike shoes make the Olympic team. Oh, uh, I don't know, two percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say four percent. Yeah. <laughs> or seven, eight percent. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. No. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't see it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, if you if you if you told me like I've been wrong before, but if you said, Sis and Linden and. Huddle and Hall are all. None of them are going to make the team. That would be bizarre. I think that's the uh, the the uh, the magic the Alpha Fly offers. No. It's the bizarro clown world, right? The person in the shoe matters. Mm. I'll just say that. We'll find out on Saturday I'll live. On, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it there. I mean, I just don't like. There's a reason why in the original Breaking Two, Kipchoge still beat the other two dudes by minutes. Yeah. It's because he was Elliot Kipchoge. That's true. Well, he said, or he's still it? running. The CISA ran. He's still on that track in Monza, yeah. doing laps. <laughs> no one asks about hey, him. He always trips on his singlet. It's yeah, he just keeps growing. Expanding. <laughs> okay, that's it for this week. This week, today. That's it for today. today. We're back tomorrow. Yeah. More live from Atlanta, taped actually from Atlanta, but recording it mm-hmm. live because that's how podcasts work. <laughs> We're gonna get on the course today. We're gonna have the press conference, so we'll be chock full of tidbits tomorrow but we'll still probably be in this same same hotel room yeah yep yep you'll find us here all right we'll talk to you guys then bye